0: To the resistance broadcast everybody happy monday mandalorian season two is out there it is canon and in the public sphere well, at least chapter nine anyway um thanks for joining us i'm john james and Lacey with me as always uh the mando fan show also returned friday night that's right I did my It's Back, baby. You all heard it. Loved it. Um, so we want to thank everyone who did join us during our live stream of the show. We hope you had a good time in the comments and and having yours read right on the show. If you hadn't read on the show and getting involved and getting your first Mando code number, hope you gathered that. Uh, but if you didn't see it live, obviously you had a chance to uh, get it or you can get it now on the uh, podcast apps or it's still there. On the youtube channel as well uh just in case you had other things to do um like virtual red carpets and that sort of thing <laughs> um but anyway we had a good time doing that uh but for just so you guys know you know the mando fan show exists so that we can really dive into those episodes uh so for our full takes on chapter nine the first episode of season two Watch The Mando Fan Show and you'll get that. Uh, we, do, we will obviously touch on The Mandalorian here in, on the Resistance broadcast as we go, because it's a Star Wars podcast, but if you really want the meat, the meat and potatoes of our takes on The Mandalorian uh, new episodes, The Mando Fan Show is where it's at. Um, James Lacey, how are you guys doing? Uh, the Mando Fan Show's back. So now we're, we're back to three. We're, we're spending a lot more time together. So that's what's going on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, good time all around. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about today's stories just because everything is kind of like a sidestep to the real story. <laughs> yeah. Just about every one of these situations. It's like, I don't know, like, not the thing. The thing right next to the thing, Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm excited the Mandalorian's back. I know you're all really worried and concerned if I got my Baby Yoda makeup palette. I did, so you don't have to worry. Something. That was a big
0: priority for a lot of people. Um, it was for me. No, not not getting it. it. Finding out whether you got it. Oh. Um, yeah.
2: I know. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right, guys. It's okay. It's basically up there with like Ahsoka showing up is like one of the, you know.
0: It's, it's a big deal. It's a real big deal. Um,
1: I just liked that it said cutest thing in the world or something like cutest that. Cutest in the what galaxy. Yeah.
2: Cutest in the galaxy. So I'll have to yeah. rock it sometime, but I don't have it yet. But I thought you should know I have it. So.
1: Hmm. Yeah. There's going to be like...
0: In 20 years, Facebook tag sale sites are going to be flooded with, like, Baby Yoda seat covers from Star Wars The Mandalorian. And, like, (laughs) it's just such an oversaturated marketing thing that's in this bubble of now that in the future it's going to be like, oh, my God, remember when that thing just took over? It's going to be like those VH1 I Love the 80s shows. Like, oh, remember that? I loved that show. It was a good show. It was a great show. And then they started getting too far. They
2: were like, I love the 70s. I loved the 90s one. Do you remember?
1: Pop-up video.
0: Yeah, yeah. I a pop-up video. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be cool to watch Star Wars with the pop-ups with the little facts. That'd be interesting.
1: How could they do that? I don't know.
0: They, I mean, I they think could. if
2: you watch stuff on Amazon, it usually does that kind of thing. It pops up little facts about the actors. And...
0: Yeah, if you hit they the They have the menu x-ray thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like you have to, like, swipe up and then, like, step away from the movie or something. It's not overlaid. Mm-hmm. Mm. Overlay
0: would be cool. Um, But we are coming back, obviously. It's going to be every Friday, uh, with the exception of one week or so, uh, the Mando Fan Show. We're going to be back this Friday. Uh, 830 East is the target once again. Um, And we're going to have our first guest of the season, Alex and Molly Damon from Star Wars Explained, are going to join us to talk about Chapter 10 of The Mandalorian, uh, which is um, already going to take us a quarter way through the season. So uh, we'll see what uh, the story gets into there. So join us Friday night live on YouTube.com slash Star Wars News Net Videos. But again, if you can't make the live stream, shame on you, first of all. Uh, Just kidding. But it will be on the podcast apps and, of course, on uh, the channel thereafter. So uh, watch it when you can. And we appreciate all the support. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's uh, very cool that everyone's been backing us on The Mando Fan Show. And... Uh, Thanks to our Patreon supporters Uh, I'll just say it right now Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast Without your support uh, That show just simply would not even exist So thank you so much Because of the time that we have to put into it Uh, Your support makes all that happen Um, James, the Resistance Report That is the segment And you're the guy What's up? It's
1: the Resistance Alright guys, as I hinted a little bit before, we have a couple stories where each of them seems to be a little bit off-center um, of the actual thing. So for instance, The Mandalorian is back, but we're just going to talk about the interviews that some of the stars of the show have been doing uh, making the rounds. So uh, the first one up here is a special GMA um, GMA appearance that uh, Giancarlo Esposito and Pedro Pascal both Came to the show to talk about the the Mandalorian season two as a whole, and maybe a little bit about Baby Yoda as well. Um, we're gonna kick it off just talking about. Um, well, I don't know if we want to do it in order or not. Maybe just talk about both of them. But John, what were your um, what were your thoughts on these interviews?
0: Uh, well, Giancarlo Esposito is funny because um, he's just a very um, enthusiastic guy, and. I think what's funny about him, uh, the first thing that made me laugh was he, he did like a Borat joke, uh, out of the gate. <laughs> uh, and they were like, so, um, why don't you just tell us what happens in season two? And he's like, all right, I'm going to give you all the spoilers. Not. Nah. I'm like, what is this guy dropping a not joke in 2020? <laughs> um, but good for him. He's confident enough to do it. So let it, uh, let it rain. But, um... Yeah, I mean, he's talking about, you know, searching for his quarry, which is Baby Yoda, uh, hoping he finds it, which gave me anxiety. Um, But, you know, one thing I have to say uh, regarding his um, comments, which were, I guess, kind of brief, they put up, like, a side-by-side of him on the interview and then, like, a still image of Moff Gideon. And I'm, like, looking at myself, I'm like, they look like two different people. But he really doesn't have a lot of makeup as Moff Gideon. So, like... He is like that type of actor where he can sink into his role and change his face, not in a Jim Carrey kind of way. It's very demonstrative. But the subtleties where he can turn himself into a wooden person... Uh, is an understated talent of his, and I find that so interesting. Where some t- some people will need a prosthetic and stuff. Like, look at you know Colin Farrell's going to be in the, new, in the new Batman movie, and he looks like just a completely different person.
2: I no one had any idea that was him until someone said something, and everyone was like, "What?" It's
0: still even if you look, you're like, "Where are his eyes?" Like I yeah. still can't see that. <laughs> but with Giancarlo Esposito, you know, they're just like, "We're just going to slick your hair back a little, and give you a cape, and and maybe like like you work your little evil mustache a little bit." But his face is—it's—he's just him. But something about how he presents himself is uh,
1: unbelievable, and uh, I think does he generally wear glasses? I don't. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think he does. I think in every uh, interview
2: he's been wearing glasses.
1: So I feel like that's one thing. Is—is you know, you've—you've all known a friend who had who wore glasses their whole life and they take them off and you're like you look different
2: you mean the she's all that <laughs> like, so like you're now beautiful without glasses the, no look. not
1: like that but just like <laughs> I don't know something about like their, it's like somebody like taking their nose off or something like when they take off that part of their identity it's like just something strange is like not quite there
0: is that a Michael Jackson reference no oh <laughs> um <laughs> right off um no but uh I mean, Lois Lane, greatest journalist of all time, couldn't tell that uh, Superman was Clark Kent. Glasses off, can't recognize him. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'm justifying that subconsciously. (laughs) No, but he didn't really give away a lot, but I I do like his, um, again, you know, this is a theme that we seem to come to on this podcast where he is very excited to be a part of it. And he loves the idea of the hero's journey. And he's really sunken into Star Wars. He's not just one of those actors that's like, I'm bigger than this, but I'm just doing it for the paycheck. The whole, you know, maybe if I need another house stuff that we've heard recently from like Oscar Isaac. This guy is vested into what John Favreau has done here. And that makes me happy as a Star Wars fan.
1: Lacey?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the ultimate hype men for Star Wars right now are Ewan McGregor and Giancarlo Esposito. I've never seen, I would even stress like, in the past few years, like with the saga series and everything like that, I haven't seen anybody except maybe Jonas, who's as excited to be a Star say Wars, Jonas. yeah, yeah, uh, than John Carlo and you and McGregor. It's like each of them are the hype men of their properties. Yeah. Um. Once again, he's so delightful to listen to. Like I could just listen to him talk all the time. He like everything he says is just so charming. Um. I really liked when he talked about how he enjoyed that this story was about the hero and even though he plays a bad guy right now we really need this heroic story in our in these times that we're living in and that he hopes that it kind of transcends into all the audiences that are watching it uh, the importance of having a hero to look up to so i really liked that and i and that's what stuck out to me
1: Hmm. yeah it's interesting i i like hearing him say that too because That really makes me feel like there's two possibilities that he understands that in order for the hero to shine, you have to have something contrast the hero very greatly, which means Mm -hmm. he's going to be a great villain or the opposite of that, where even if like, say, for whatever reason, the season is kind of phasing out or he dies or he goes away because they want to elevate the hero of the show. He still gets it. He still is a powerful, like. Like I, I love this show. I love what they're doing for it, and he's like totally for it. So either mm-hmm. way, it's like a um a good uh like we were saying hype person, um yeah he's he's always he's always crazy. There's not a whole much more that I could personally add to. He's that over there with the salt phone.
2: Like wah, wah, Yeah, wah.
1: <laughs> I I will say um that you know i think he's gotten kind of used to these types of interviews um mm. because he's been doing a ton of them whereas pedros was kind of weird um <laughs> and i felt like he was not giving us anything not really going into the character the biggest point of his thing was that he says he can't say anything and i was like okay yeah <laughs> so that's that's that
2: that's the funniest um, thing about I did these notice... interviews is they always are like i can't say anything and you're like okay then why why are you here <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, both of them, honestly, while Giancarlo Esposito did a better job, I think it mm-hmm. kind of like pulling me in and, and whatever. I, I felt like both of them were there just to be like a a reminder to people who watch GMA, who might not know, hey, the show's coming back and that's really it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pedro
0: Pascal is a nicer guy than he is a charismatic guy. Um, I think there's a little bit of a shyness there to him. Um, and he is uh, very personable and he be like wow i you know i like this guy and i guess that is charisma in a sense but i get a not a shyness to him or an awkwardness but maybe a blend of things but he he's i think he's such a nice person that even when he's joking around he do, he doesn't want people to dislike him and i think he 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 really wants to let people know that he he cares and he respects that stuff um, and that's how he came across in that interview to me but um
1: it's a it's a weird show though. I mean, to be GMA. honest, like, yeah, like he is the lead character. He's the title character of like one of the biggest television shows right now. And he's barely in it. Like, it's just kind of one of those things. Like there was another interview he did. We talked about it, I think where it's like, you're the guy. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of the guy a little bit. I'm 10% the guy, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so, I don't know, his kind of thing. I did notice, though, he follows the rules. I felt like his whole interview, he was like, the child. And then, like, Giancarlo's <laughs> like, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. We call him the child, but Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, did not care. He's like, I totally went off on that branding. I will call it what everybody calls it and not what they're telling me to call it, basically.
0: Wait. Um, he did say, he's like, oh, I can get in trouble if I reveal that I get toys early. I'm like, come on. Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, but everybody knows. The the one thing he did yeah. say that I'll I'll and it's really the only thing I could take away from it because like I said, it is brief. Is him talking about uh, the improv he did with uh, the child and how ILM yeah. really has brought it to a new level at this point, where they can react so quickly to an improvisation. Uh, where he's saying, Mm -hmm. don't stand, what, get away from that fire, like that dad mode, you know, when your kid's reaching up to the stove, don't touch that, like back away from it, and he said the child, a full body just reacts to it, and you know, you know, you compare that to the interviews of Mark Hamill talking about how brutal it was working with the puppet rubber puppet Yoda in empire strikes back and how he had the earpiece and it was getting interference and he's hearing classic rock in his ear (laughs) and Frank Oz is under the stage. He can't really hear him. And it was just this real hodgepodge. Are we going to pull this off? We're going to find out in the edit whether we're going to pull this off. And now you have an actor who really gets to act right alongside a puppet to the point where you had like a Werner Herzog. Like I forgot it was not real. You know, it just, it, it has made star Wars so much, uh, more real for the audience because we're getting genuine reactions and it's not you know edit and cut shots act like you're surprised here we'll edit that in now it's actually like he's probably like oh my god that thing just moved uh so i think there's something organic to how they're making star wars now and it's so exciting to see what they can do with that and i'm sure that's a part of why ewan mcgregor is so excited he's seeing what they're able to do and he's like oh my god he's like i cannot wait to get back and do what I can and be actually play in this galaxy, it actually will feel like he's in that galaxy. That's amazing.
1: The Star Wars Sandbox? Star Wars Sandbox, yeah. Next story? What? Tatooine. Tatooine Sand. Oh. All right.
2: Um,
1: yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about the High Republic then. Um, and this isn't, again, not a big announcement of anything huge with the high republic they just decided to pull the curtain back on uh the villains because halloween is right around the corner and they wanted to talk about uh the most evil thing in their upcoming property so um we got a little bit of a glimpse into some of these characters um some of which we've seen before and some are new uh but lacy i want to start with you on this one um anything uh cool or surprise you you interested
2: (laughs) So my initial response was, oh, look, it's a bad guy in a mask with some type (laughs) of breathing device that looks just like Vader's breathing device. (laughs) Um, That was my initial response, which is like, oh, is this like Star Wars bad guys now? Like they all have to have some breathing assistance. Um, But other than that, I mean, they look like bad guys. It's hard for me to be invested in this, guys. I've been through this, it's like, I don't really know the story yet, and I think they're throwing these kind of concept arts out, which is great, but I, as someone that, like, does read books every once in a while, um, sometimes you like to picture these things on your own, and I feel like by throwing these out there, they're kind of putting in your head what it should look like instead of giving you the chance to actually read the book and picture it yourself. Um, which is kind of disappointing. But other than that, it's like okay, these are bad guys. I don't. It's hard to have a connection to these right now because I feel like this has been dragged out for so long that like my interest is just fully in Mandalorian right now. For me to be like, ah oh, yes, what is this compost pile with a mouth?
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. With
2: yeah. tentacles. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling John's probably going to say something similar, but I I also kind of echo that sentiment, and it, it's weird because. We're, we're three of the people that should absolutely be like the target market on this. And yet we're starting to get to a point where I'm like, just, just release it. I don't, I just (laughs) stop showing us stuff. And in a way it's getting to a point where they've probably shown us and, and hyped up the High Republic, uh, I mean, not like on a big scale, but like on the small scale, like hyped it up more than like a movie or, or something like we, we clearly have seen more high Republic content than we have for Mandalorian.
2: Yeah. I would say more like, like solo too.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's, there's something definitely about like, they weren't, they weren't, they're not showing us like, Oh, here's, you know, the villain or the, here's this new creature. Here's this other thing, you know, all this other stuff. Um, and I, I feel like it's really weird too. like people are already starting to get some of the books and you know, and like they're, they don't come out for like a long time still. I, I don't know. It's kind of a, all a mess. I mean, the villains are cool, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like right now they should have dropped something on Moff Gideon or something. I mean, maybe that's a good thing or a bad thing, but
2: they delayed the Mandalorian. Releasing book, this right? just
1: feels like it, it just goes gets lost like immediately
2: right they delayed the mandalorian book right didn't they delay that
0: yeah it was well it was supposed to be this december and it's coming out next fall
2: it's just a little confusing to me that they're you know i totally understand that they're sending out samples and stuff to the authors of course but again it doesn't come out till january so if you're trying to build that hype and excitement why would you do it in october when your stuff isn't coming out until january it's going to get forgotten between now and we've and already holidays. seen
1: these villains before sure like they, they showed us these when they did the big announcement thing they were like oh here they are this is what they are this is what they're like where they come from and all this and
2: and like we talked you know, this didn't Amy. really reveal
1: anything more except for there, there's a there's a new mm-hmm. creature i forget what their names mm-hmm. are or the species or whatever but john what do you think of this um yeah
0: you know it's more of the same and i i don't want to beat the negativity dead horse here but um, yeah, like, like Lacey said, you know, the, the quote from, uh, uh, Daniel Jose Older is, um, if I could find it here, uh, the Nile are truly unlike any villain we've seen in Star Wars before. And then it's like, here's their leader. And it's a guy with a helmet and a mask and a mechanical breathing device. Uh, I mean. All right. right.
2: And what I was saying is when we had Amy on, what we were all saying collectively is like, we all want people to be excited about these. You know, we no. want yeah. excitement. Listen, Our, yeah, ourselves absolutely. want to be excited. Absolutely.
0: Look, and you see these other um, marauders, as they're calling them too. One is clearly a, a, a Twi'lek. Um, one looks like a Zabrak. Uh, so it's like they're they're checking off the species that we know for that familiarity, because they're probably like, look, we need to make this new, but we also need things that people be like, oh yeah, that 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 reminds me of this, and that reminds me of this, and I understand that, but you know, you see these images. And it's—I keep forgetting that this is the extent of where we're seeing them outside of the comics that they're going to be in for this. You know, we're not going to see them in animated series. We're not going to see them in video games. We're not going to see them in movies. We're not going to see them in live action—at least now. I Um, was going
1: to say we might. We might. I would imagine this. But based on based on
0: what they said, and especially you know, Cave and Scott um, smacking my theory down. That this era is set for these authors to have 200 years of free range to work in, which to me then would hinder and handcuff your bigger products if you were to expand this to live action, animated and stuff like that, which are bigger money returns. I Who wants to create in a space that is limited based on what's in these books? Like... You're not going to get a J.J. Abrams come in and be like, all right, we want you to come in. It's going to be this era, and this is what's going on with the Jedi, and here's these pirates of the bad guys, and then him start writing this story. You bring in an old guy like Lawrence Kasdan who knows how to write Star Wars stories or something, and they're like, oh, nope, nope, those three pages, gone. You can't do that because in this book on page 45, these characters did this. Like, They're going to be like, I'm not doing this. So I think this era now is locked in for these writers, and it's a weird trap that they put themselves in where you're starting with your lowest revenue product, which are books for Star Wars, and using that as your expanse. So I I don't know how much they're going to expand on the High Republic, especially if they don't sell well. If they sell well, they'll probably try to do uh, a growth on it. I mean, they'll start with animated or, or something like that. Um, but I, I'm not really sure. So when I see stuff like this, you know, I I think it's cool. I'm like, man, those characters do look kind of cool. I would love to see them fight. What kind of weapon is that? What is he going to do with that? What is she doing with that staff? Why is that connected to that thing, that swamp creature? I like when Star Wars gets weird, and that's really weird—a little, uh, a little shop of horrors type of deal. But, mm-hmm. but again, then that's the extent of me seeing them uh, outside, of, you know, the comics. So I, I don't know. It's even for people super hyped on this, I don't know. There's got to be a ceiling on it because I, I feel like the way they're setting it up is. They're giving these authors these free range that aren't going to be limited the way other books have been limited that had to wedge in between other Star Wars properties that existed. So it's very interesting and it's very new. Um, I just can't get my hype there uh, for those reasons. I think the only way I'd be able to get into this is with the audiobooks. And I haven't heard much about the production on those yet or what's going on. I assume it's a Mark Thompson thing. Um, But even that... um, i'm not sure where i'm gonna be so it's cool that they're introducing this stuff but you know the pulse on it that i've seen and maybe i'm wrong online is that it's not getting the traction that i think they were hoping for with fans um there doesn't seem to be a lot of super excitement over this especially when you look to like the other across the street and you see marvel and they're like yeah we got like 10 shows coming we got seven movies coming all this stuff and it's so, just like this is and, and, don't, and don't hold this pet, mm-hmm. the, that event they did last year last winter and be like this is the future of Star Wars this car- books carried Star Wars for 15 years and now this is the new future of Star Wars I'm like get out of here like no one's buying that I'm
1: sorry <laughs> stop it's Disney what are you talking about yeah i i mean there, there's a couple things like <laughs> the opposite side here the devil's advocate i i've i do feel like there it would be really great if i was like if i was the publisher or publishing company or, or i was one of these authors that was constantly just being like i don't know you can write a book off of this other property or whatever and then have lucasfilm come to them and say look we believe in what you guys are doing. We really like what you're doing. We're going to cut out a, an area of Star Wars that is exclusively yours for, for comics and, and stories exactly, and young adult yeah. and everything. I mean, I think that's huge for them. And I've always said that the books are marketed poorly, like the audiobooks and stuff. Like, I feel like I should be hearing... I should be listening to a podcast and people should be running ads that are like, oh, mm-hmm. the new Thrawn book. come and see what's going on in the world of the chis. blah, 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 blah out this Friday, you know, or stuff. I feel like there's a whole new world of marketing that they're, that the publishing side has never done. So I feel like this is almost out of their range. Like they're being handed this whole era and they're like, well, we're going to put a bunch of money into this. We're going to run with it. We're going to hype it up. We're going to make it a thing. But it's like, since it's never ventured into that world or really gotten that type of exposure where like, we're actually going to try to make it a thing, quote unquote. I don't, think they know what to do exactly so this is almost kind of like a first step at like a big publishing thing at least with potentially any one of these authors i don't really know many other worlds that are like this you know what i mean like is there was there a big harry potter sidestep world where you know what i mean i don't know i mean obviously not because i guess those were based on the books fantastic in the first place. that's a bad example yeah, but
2: those know. are based on a whole book series that's away from Harry Potter.
1: But there is still a movie, though. It isn't like it isn't like but the, the books People came out Warner first. Brothers:
2: So it's the Hogwarts Library, which is a bunch of textbooks, and then they base the movies on the person that wrote those textbooks
0: and you, you, uh, making the harry potter comparisons tough because they literally make book uh, movie versions of those books whereas mm-hmm. this y- yeah. is yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, maybe that was a bad example i was trying to think of something as big as star wars that was like had a big publishing like thing but i i can't think of one off the top of my head if you guys can think of one listeners put it in the comments of the youtube video or you know uh tweet at us or something like that but um yeah Lacey, anything else uh, before we move on to the next thing about the High Republic villains?
2: No? Not really.
1: All right. <laughs> I understand. I'm kind of the same. Uh, we do want to talk a little bit about Boba Fett, though. Um, again, not the Mandalorian. Sidestep, Boba Fett. mm um, the, apparently the trademark has been like renewed or reissued um something that lucasfilm did uh it was pointed out um and this this is about as nerdy as you can get is when you get into the details mm-hmm. and you're like oh look what apple patented uh today i <laughs> see like that all the time though technology. That they're, yeah they're like
2: <laughs> oh it's a cheese it uh feeding machine and you're like why is apple patenting this
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah why would google be interested in <laughs> Yeah. Um but for whatever reason these companies they patent things, they license things and sometimes we hear names like a, a name was tossed around for like a, a pinball game mm-hmm. that uh Star Wars thing, it was like Balance of the Force and everybody was like that's got to be the name of episode 9. Mm-hmm. Um but this is another example of that. So Um, They re-upped the Boba Fett trademark, uh, and that has to do with being able to use the name Boba Fett in uh, games and, and toys and other things like that, which coming this close to the Mandalorian just kind of offsets a spark of um, what could that possibly mean? Why would they do that now? What now of all time? So, um, John, do you have any insight in this this article or maybe why they would be doing this?
0: So I think what I heard was that this is the first time in 10 years they've updated the um, trademark licensing for over the character Boba Fett in terms of updating products that uh, they want to trademark um, him to be featured on. Um, so, I mean, it, it's one of those things where the whole like we say a lot you know where there's smoke there's fire with boba fett and you know is he isn't he with the mandalorian and all that but like looking at the items that they've added here it it feels like like school stuff like when you had like your trapper keeper and like you know i have the this lunchbox or this notebook or whatever because it says remember pencil boxes yeah i think i did have a pencil box um let's see blank journals binders clipboards posters notebooks trading cards like a lot of that's like school stuff and i wonder if that's being trademarked now for the next school year so is it one of those things where like we're going to get a little bit of boba fett this season uh and then next year he's really going to be heavily featured in uh the mandalorian or something like they're going to plant the seeds for this season but then next season he's really going to be in the mix um Cause I mean, a lot of that seems like you're going back to school. Here's all that stuff. Now it's going to Boba Fett's going to be on it. Um, and you're actually going to be going to school this year, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Boba Fett is one of those characters where people get so excited about the thought of him. <laughs> he's just, it's just like, he's just like out there. He's just out there in the stratosphere and people are just dying for him to be center stage, like right there in our faces. Um, so maybe this is another one of those, uh, Uh, hopeful signs that that don't really lead anywhere but uh i don't know i i I think boba fett's coming back and i think it could be in in a bigger way than we've ever seen him before because really when you think about it we haven't really gotten a lot of boba fett he's he's one of those characters that's so beloved for having such little screen time and and uh dialogue and and impact but um yeah
1: it's 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 interesting Lacey. you I I tend to think that you might be a little bit more knowledgeable about this stuff than, than John and I. So do you spot anything of why they might have this trademark out here right now or why they're like renewing it, re-upping it?
2: So actually my initial question was, are they re-upping it or just expanding the products? Because I thought they were just expanding the products of what they were offering.
0: Yeah, it's like a new, um, a new filing for other products. To be, right, yeah. You know, trademark.
2: So they already had the trademark. They're just expanding what what they wanted to use well, it for. Sure.
1: Okay. So the, it says the trademark has been updated. A hand. Oh no. So uh, I would assume it's being updated. So right. Yeah. Could we call this renewing, like when you renew your driver's license? Like it's been ten years, and they just have to do it. So now it just happens to be the time. Or well,
2: the thing that is a little suspicious to me, kind of playing off what John was saying, is that you know. I, I'd imagine they have this already. Boba Fett is already a a trademark that they have as a Mm -hmm. character, the design of him, the look of him, everything like that, because they have him on clothing. They have him on, obviously, toys, stuff like that. So if they're expanding to other things, that means someone at some point at Disney goes, okay, what does our copyright or trademark cover? And someone was like, oh, it covers clothing and action figures. And they were like, no, 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 that won't do. We need everything under the sun to be listed on here. So they probably pushed through um that trademark to get those things expanded onto uh that document so to to me that says that they either have plans to make those items or those items are already being made and they just needed to cover themselves for when they get released um which like john said binders and notebooks and stuff that's back to school which would be next september so or august yeah or august yeah which is back to school is usually like mid to late august to end of september is usually back to school but um yeah no this to me because i know uh yak face who's usually a lot of the toy side of things online is the person that kind of pushed this out and was like hey guys Mm -hmm, this is what we found so to me i was like oh if they're kind of suspicious of it automatically i get a little suspicious because People, like you said, James, are just always looking into like crazy things that companies are copywriting and trademarking and protecting as their IP. So to me, this says that either they have designs that they're pushing out, which I'm trying to think of what anniversaries are next year. Are there any anniversaries coming up? I don't think so. To me, that says he's going to show up in something. And the only thing right now that he could show up in is the Mandalorian.
0: Yeah. Mm. And as Grant points out in the article... Since the 70s, it's been updated in pockets. Um, and significant points were early 2000s, which Boba Fett did return in Attack of the Clones. And then around 2010, uh, Clone Wars. So mm-hmm. it could just be one of those things where people are seeing, you know, when you look, look at the the graphs and you're like, oh, there was a spike there. Oh, there's a spike there. And mm-hmm. here's another spike. Trends, during trends. Sort of. Yeah, during those two... Th- yeah, exactly, trends. Those two times... He came back in, in ways. So maybe this is the sign that he's coming right. back again. Because the yeah.
2: reason this filing is being made is because a conversation took place that they needed these covered. So if he's how, in the conversation, then there has to be some significant sign that he's either going to show up or they're going to use him in some type of marketing.
0: And those products, like let's say Mando season three is sticking to around when one and two came out where you're looking at your October, November. Mm hmm uh a lot like i said you know a lot of these items to me remind me of back to school uh you sell these in august and that does your hype train for mando season three like boba fett now got his armor back at the end of the season and he's going after somebody like a lot of that makes and this is like crazy speculation i guess well maybe not crazy but um just trying to connect some dots,
2: and they know those I mean, fans it, that are tuning it into It also the says fiction
1: books in the field of science fiction and fantasy as well. Series of fiction books, so hmm. it could just be something as simple as stories, you know, books or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. <laughs> okay. Lacey, you were going to say something.
2: Oh, I didn't know you were done. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that. Uh, You know, they have kind of everyone else with the Baby Yoda merchandise, so they kind of need to get those old school fans slash Boba Fett fans in, and that's how they're going to do it, is by making this stuff. Getting their kids in. They're old enough to have kids now, so.
1: This is weird. I I mean, I I don't know. I hear what you guys are saying, but it still just doesn't, it it seems odd to me. Like, I I can't, I don't know how this stuff works. Like, they re- up a licensing, like like I, it, it feels to me like they get it, they have it, but how long do they have it? Does it run out? And so then they they just go, ah, oh, well, we're not doing anything with Boba Fett, so we're just gonna let it run out, and then we'll just renew it when it comes up. Like, I I don't know, there's something something's odd about this. And then also why why Boba Fett and not like so we di- we didn't see this for the word Mandalorian, or we didn't see it for. You know, I mean, I get the child, I get or something. I, I mean, I mean, are there certain things you can't copyright? Like, you couldn't copyright the name of the child. Yeah, not that this is even copyright. I don't even so entirely know what
0: this is. So, I think how it goes is these are updates so that if companies want to create things with Boba Fett on them, uh, they Disney has Disney. the trademark. Yeah. So things like a blank notebook that. If Boba Fett isn't going to be around in current media, isn't going to be a lucrative item for Mead to create with Boba Fett on it. So by Disney um, updating the trademark, they can allow a company like Mead or somebody to make a blank notebook with Boba Fett on it uh, right now, and uh, they own the trademark to that. So like a company. So, so in other words, like okay. they could be like, we're we're bringing Boba Fett back. And they reach out to all these companies that make all these types of merch and stuff. They're like, "Listen, you know, we are, would you be interested in this?" And they're like, "Yes, we we want to make a product with that character on." They're like, "All right, then we'll we we'll, we'll update our trademarks or create the trademark for that product." Hey, we have this product. We want to put that character on. Okay, then we'll make the trademark. So that, I guess that yeah.
1: makes sense. So like they they probably already have a Boba Fett trademark or whatever we're calling it on, say like toys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is update because yeah. they're already making toys, so yeah. they're already making like bobbleheads. Yeah. So they already have like a Boba Fett bobblehead thing, but they don't have Trapper Keepers. Right. So Binders. Yeah. They're just expanding it. Okay, that starts to make a little bit and more sense. You, like,
0: think about like Star Wars merch right now. I don't think it's is it selling that well on retail. Uh, I get the feeling that it's not. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but. Like a blank notebook or a binder with Boba Fett on it, you don't make that 20 years after his last, you know, live action appearance unless he's coming back. So I think that's why Yak Face is like, this is interesting. Why would Disney put Boba Fett on a product if he's not returning Especially in a way where most- kids would want to be, yeah. yeah.
2: Because most people that aren't Star Wars fans know who Darth Vader is. I don't think most people know who Boba Fett is.
0: Especially kids. Kids are probably like, what?
2: Yeah. yeah. But they know who Darth Vader mm. is. They know who Yoda is. Yeah. Like, that's a funny. Is- like, a
0: seven-year-old now will see the, like Boba Fett and be like, that's the Mandalorian.
2: <laughs> and he's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's
1: it's very true. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um,
2: Just green. He's green. It's like, what yeah, age are cute. you?
0: What what hand motion do you make when you have to use the phone? And if you do this, it's Boba Fett. But if you do this, it's the Mandalorian.
2: Oh, I didn't even think of that. I still do this.
1: So do I. We're old. Oh. I I don't know which one I do, but when you did when you said it, I was like, well, he's obviously not talking about this hand gesture, but then what would be the other one for a phone? Like, like this? for a, No, this you hold it. Yeah, but you're right. I I yeah, yeah I guess that's true. I don't know. I think I James do. Goes, I think I do this one. Go for James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I I don't lift anything. I just say, hey Siri, answer the phone yeah. or whatever. You know, pick yeah.
0: up the phone
1: all right guys um let's talk galaxy of adventures uh so we got a, a kind of a a specific one which was obi-wan kenobi um i think maybe i don't know uh, exactly why this maybe came up but maybe it's kind of potentially what we were just talking about like maybe they're doing kenobi stuff because kenobi is gonna be cool again or whatever real soon he was always cool make, james make some announcements say uh, they're going to try to make him, you know, an interesting character or something. Um but anyway, uh, Lacy, let's talk let's
2: talk about uh this
1: Galaxy of Adventures uh short. What what did you think?
2: Uh first of all, once again, these shorts are so beautiful and I really want some type of series with this animation and I'm assuming it just takes forever and that's why they're like, "Look, we're giving you 2 minutes cuz it takes forever." But they're just so, so aesthetically pleasing and they're beautiful. And just the, I think my favorite part of these are the transitions from moment to moment and the way that they do it is just so, so perfect. Um, This one was wonderful, per usual. Uh, I got a little emotional watching it because you go through his whole journey of being Kenobi and then with Anakin and then being back on Tatooine and... Uh, he has that kind of moment where he lights his lightsaber and you're like, he doesn't do that. But uh, no, it's just really, really fun. And I'm excited to get more Kenobi content as we get towards you know the series starting. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll say it again. The, these little shorts made me actually like Boba Fett. <laughs> it made Boba Fett cool. <laughs> <for
1: me. laughs> yeah, I forgot about
0: that. Yeah, yeah. You, What, um, I mean, whoever is responsible for putting these together. I guess it's more of a compilation and editing um, and then they're animated thereafter. Like these are the clips we want to use for the history of Obi-Wan because it has the original audio.
2: Yeah, they use original so- audio and then they, I th- I'm assuming they probably do audio music first and then they animate accordingly.
0: Yeah, that. which I guess I that guy Ryan Shore, who came on last year mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. probably still does that arrangement. But yeah. I have to say, I was very, very happy. I know fans of the pod will know that I was very pleased that they didn't use Hello There. I was... And I I know people think this is a bit. <laughs> it is not a bit. I, uh, they I... said it on the
2: Star Wars show, though, to introduce it.
0: Whatever. Star Wars show. Fine. Leave it there. <laughs> uh, but like... Uh, I I have fun with Star Wars, but there's some things that I'm serious about, and like I don't like Obi-Wan having this catchphrase. Like, I to me it's so stupid. He said it once in A New Hope, and then Lucas is like, Oh, that'd be cute if I brought it back and had him say it again in the prequels. Okay. And now it's just like, any like Obi-Wan Kenobi is bigger than hello there. Like anytime anyone starts an article about Obi-Wan, does a meme about Obi-Wan, a tweet about Obi-Wan, it's hello there. It's like he's better than drink. that he's bigger than that it's like it's like when uh god rest his soul chadwick bozeman he's like i i got so tired of saying wakanda forever
2: oh it's yeah like, remember him and michael b jordan were like stop telling us to yes
0: yeah. yeah and it's like it's like probably like you know any actor who's like known for like i'm sure like michael richards like don't go up to me and say giddy up or like you know i'm sure people just like <laughs> and maybe you McGregor's fine with it because you know whatever but the character, I, I, it will just take me out of any scene if we're in that series, that six episode series, and he's just like, hello there. I'm
1: like, oh, come on.
2: So you're going to hate it once it's called Hello There, a Star Wars story.
1: Yeah. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, but I loved it. I love the clip. I love the clip. The goat we were even we we even kind of fell into that we did the Kenobi shirt and we were like do do we do high ground do we do hello there <laughs> I, you know I was you know?
0: completely against hello there
1: yeah yeah um <laughs> no it just this Kenobi because we just gave up there's no catchphrase there's no need to associate him with anything um i I saw this again and uh you know at least exactly what you said earlier I think it's it's kind of the the ongoing thing with these things. And I knew it. I was like, man, this is really cool. This would be great. I, 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 scrolled up and I checked that very first top comment and it was, it's always like, I would pay so much money to just have this be a show. Like I want this content, the way it's done, yeah. the, the lightsaber fights there, they don't replicate the movies. They, anime them up yeah they're very make them crazier Mm -hmm. so like there's some liberties taken with a lot of like the looks and the movements and the lightsabers and
2: wind for some reason
1: their their powers (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly like (laughs) even when they're just like they like knock somebody down like the room explodes or whatever yeah but it's so it's so cool it brings out this like childish wonder of like like, that's, like, somebody somebody does get pushed and knocked over or whatever, but, like, the way a kid would see it is be like, how did he
3: do that? He used, like, a special force to yeah.
1: push him back, you know, and it was, like, it was a power, you know, I don't know. Just everything they do with this, and I feel like they, they have to know that, like, people want, like, an anime like this. Like, they do the the like manga stories and stuff like so they are translating star wars into this type of thing but i I just don't know why they haven't like fully fully flushed it out like instead of adapting an already told story to a manga just just make a new story in manga or like instead of like adapting these clips from the movies and stuff just make a television show with all new characters done this way yeah it would be super cool it would be awesome and i don't know why they're not yeah. they're, it's almost like they're they're missing out on this demographic that's really into that type of stuff and they could win those people over even more by just being like hey we're doing like a star wars anime what even if it was a retelling but I, of course you know you guys know me i i want, <laughs> i want them to find like a niche story and be like this is the star wars anime show
0: basically could be the international audience draw that they need
1: absolutely um okay uh star wars squadron is getting uh mandalorian themed goodies uh nothing too crazy here but i think everybody wants that baby yoda right what do you guys think
2: <laughs> yeah probably but
0: yeah i like the um they're saying like it's uh the lived in sort of look so it feels like it's there in the galaxy or whatever um yeah. i i still have to hook up my i still have to start playing i, I finally got it so i do gonna, like you can yeah.
2: personalize the dashboard that's fun to me
0: Oh, you can get little, I, like, uh, your little knickknacks and stuff?
2: Yeah. That's the kind yeah. of stuff I like in games.
0: Like, this is
1: my X-Wing. Yeah. See, yeah. actually, that's the thing that I kind of don't like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really?
1: 200s. Well, I I feel like it's weird. Like, I feel like it, it takes it out of the universe. Like, like who's going to have a... What rebel pilot is going to have a a child Baby Yoda bobblehead thing? You know what I mean? Or have a right. Porg but, sitting there. But j- I, and James. I get it. I get it. I'm taking it too far. I'm, Do you know why this but, is important though?
0: Because say to say, you're walking <laughs> to, say you're walking to your car at a parking lot and you get to your car and you open the door and you get in the car and you realize it's the wrong car.
2: Are you talking about me? Because I did that once.
0: <laughs> I am talking about that story you told me about how you got in the wrong car because it looked like your car. So it's important to have your little knickknacks in your car so you don't get into someone else's car.
2: Now I got to tell that story. Guys, it was one day I was on my way out of work and I wasn't paying attention and I was on my phone and there was a car parked two spaces away from me. So it was my car, a big truck, and then this other car that was the same type of car, same color, same everything. I opened the door after unlocking the car. I didn't see the lights go on, but I unlocked it, opened the car (laughs) door. sit in the car and I look around the car and I go this doesn't look like my car and then I realized it wasn't my car I got out of there quick wild. and yeah. it was so embarrassing and I was like I wanted to die
1: Imagine it was- I've walked up to cars before and like tried to push the button that's or something. the thing yeah. it was unlocked
2: so I just opened yeah. it right up and got in like it was my car
1: imagine
0: your key started it and you drove like down the road
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: anyway, yeah, good stuff. Um, spot
1: there. last thing to talk about, real quick, was that they announced, uh, well, they didn't really announce, but they gave the title of, showed some artwork for the next uh, Thrawn novel that's coming out. Now, granted, this is still not coming up for like another year, but hey, let's talk about it really quick because, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like the box set, uh, the book cover. Um, some other, like, like they did like a poster thing, which apparently is like a new thing. Star Wars is doing It's like (laughs) framing like a one scene, uh, for something just to be cool. Uh, but no, uh, I think it looks dope and I'm super excited for it. Uh, Lacey, what did you think?
2: I am so excited for Thrawn fans to get another book in Thrawn, the Neverending story. (laughs) Part Um, seven. I think we're...
0: I think, yeah, I mean, we're covering a lot. How old is Thrawn? 96.
2: Spring chicken.
0: And we've covered 90 years of his life so far in the novels. So, like, is there going to be a Thrawn book where he's, like, in the womb? Like, plotting his... You
2: know what? Timothy's on. Get that money. You do you, man. Keep going. It's like
0: Dwight Schrute. He's like, all of a sudden, I see a bright
1: light. (laughs) <laughs> I, crawled through. I mean we talked about this uh, A little bit ago that the Thrawn Stuff is probably as big or Bigger than the Hi- I mean High Republic's not out Yet but I think like they they hope the High Republic is as big as Probably the Thrawn stuff I would imagine
0: it. That's Are what we I'm saying
2: at- Timothy get your money man
1: I say yeah and Disney
0: Lucasfilm Publishing get your money too Absolutely you know if if The revenue they make off of you know, They keep if they keep making people Keep buying them they're gonna keep making Thrawn books They'll find a way to tell it. They'll tell the story uh, about you know ten-year-old Thrawn and how he convinced his classmates to give him their peanut butter and jelly sandwich for his uh, you know fruit and cup. And
2: then he took over the world.
0: And that's it. Yeah, it's like young young Sheldon, but for Thrawn. That's what do.
1: <laughs> that basically is. The last book, <laughs> like it starts off. It starts off with him as a kid. Do you think like noticed like, and put into like, the academy? Like and
0: stuff. They, they call him up. They're like Timothy. Here's the deal need another trilogy out of you he's like all right i'll get back to you it's like Thrawn's like no 140 <laughs> doesn't you, remember you know, that he you know was drawn
1: it, it doesn't start great where they were like you've seen big big bang theory right you know that show young sheldon like <laughs> that's that's the start timothy's of the meeting, on yeah. it
0: you, like secretly he's a big fan if you go to his dvr in his home it's all episodes oh, yeah. of young sheldon yeah yeah
1: um is that show still on no, tv no i young Sheldon, yeah, I think so Jeez. um, but big bang, I think is done good um good grief. no, I'm obviously like super pumped on this, and may the fourth uh, the right? second when it comes out the second one what may the fourth it's coming out yeah twenty twenty one uh long ways away Five, four, um, but four, i six am months. i'm I'm very excited for it, you guys know me, no just is that, the way, yeah that's my new thing, um for out sure. and uh it's, that's it it's my new so thing so that's casual. it for the news
2: <laughs> it's my new thing what
1: it's my new it's thing. my new thing well i looked it up to see if anybody had ever used it and it doesn't look like anybody had so. hashtag it Coined. now
2: do it up yeah
1: all right um that's it for the news uh Lacey, what's next on today's episode
2: all right guys it's time for a patreon pod race So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can watch us here on YouTube, like this video, comment, subscribe. You can watch us on the Mando Fan Show every Friday. You can like us uh, or follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. You can follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Or if you want more, including over eight mini episodes a month, polls, mailings, Discord servers, stickers, all different types of stuff... You can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. It's not only a way to get extra content from us, but it's a way to support the show and allows us to do what we do and be passionate about Star Wars and the crazy times that we're living in. And it's thanks to you. So uh, this is a section of the show that we let the generals, our top tier, be a part of the show. Um, so before we get started, I'm just going to give a shout out to our generals. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gelnar. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. This week, we're back again. First of all, I just want to give a shout out to one of our generals, Neil. He's, he's going through a rough time right now. He's fighting hard on the front lines for covid uh, we hope you're doing okay, Neil, and we appreciate yeah, you. Uh, it was actually his turn to do the pod race this week. He couldn't do it because everything he's, ha- he's dealing with. So we thank you for everything that you do, Neil. We're sorry you couldn't do it, but next time. So, guys, we're back with a rotation slot. So we've got Russ in here. Excited to bring Russ in. Russ! And, <laughs> and we asked him, If you could be in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago, what moment in Star Wars would you want to witness in person and why? So Russ, take it away.
3: Hey there, John James Lacey, hope you guys are doing all right. So if I could witness one moment in Star Wars history, I think I would go with the destruction of the second Death Star. And I say that because I think after years and years and years of the uh, having to live under the Empire and the, all the cruelty and all the death and all that. To be there, when that happened, the sense of relief and hope that that would bring. Obviously, we know, you know, that the war still went on after that, but just to be there in that moment, feel like, wow, we've won. Yeah, there's still a lot of cleanup to do, but we did it. I think that would be just something beautiful to experience.
2: All right, Russ, well done. Nicely done. All right, so first we're gonna go John. John, what'd you think?
0: Um, good answer, the Death Star 2 explosion. Um, I think uh, when you bring up that the level of hope it would give is something that definitely resonates with a lot of people. Um, and you do bring up, of course, that that's not the end of uh, things. There was still um, more to do after the Death Star blew up. That was just the big moment. Um, uh, I mean, that is something that would be interesting to see, especially when you see the end of uh, the special editions, especially, um, when they pan to each planet and you see all the celebrations and everyone just kind of coming together and that type of, uh, communal unity is, um, I think something we all kind of yearn for, especially in divisive times and that sort of thing. So it's a big thing that we can relate to, uh, our real lives um especially in such a chaotic year of 2020 so i think um especially it's a great answer but especially more than ever right now uh just um seeing um uh, uh hope and and that sort of thing is uh, is always a good thing in star wars um so i think that's a great answer russ i uh, appreciate you uh stepping up and doing it and i see that uh box set the skywalker box set behind you there have you opened it yet though that's the question have you watched that moment out of the the disc in your box set. That's what I want to know, Russ. Thanks, bud.
2: <laughs> Ross, you did a great job. I agree with you. I think that's a, a great time to to be in Star Wars. I personally would love it because of all the parties. Depending on where you are, like they're all celebrating, but like I really want to be at that Ewok party. I feel like it's another level there. Like you're, it's just different, and it would be super fun.
0: Passing around the pipe. <laughs>
2: I just thought it would be really fun to just dance around in the woods with little bears, but I mean, sure.
0: Would you play drums in the heads of stormtroopers?
2: Yeah, why not? Do, 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 do. Why not? <laughs> I've already answered before that if I was emperor for a day I'd kill people. So, why not? <laughs> James, what do you think?
1: Um, no, I I agree that this is a this is a crazy moment to witness. Um because when when you said it, Russ, the first thing that I thought of was popping in Battlefront 2 and the game kind of starts there and they showcase these scenes like they kind of redid certain scenes so even though you'd seen them like a hundred times you're getting like a different angle on it and I was just like this is incredible like it's just so crazy to see like I've seen that, that ship go down like so many times but to see like other people's point of view on it and they're like oh my god that guy's an idiot like he was <laughs> he messed this up and that's why that chip is cracked. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's so crazy. So I think being a fly on the wall in, in this particular situation would be absolutely huge. And and not to mention to them on the ground, like in Inferno squad, like looking up and being like, there it is. There's our pride and joy and like seeing it explode and not having any understanding of why that just happened. You know, it's so crazy. Um, good pick. Thanks for doing the pod race and, um, yeah. See you next time, I guess thanks
2: all right russ thank you so much again if you guys at home want to support the resistance you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast now we're going to go to john to hear for some other resistance members and people in the community john
0: uh yes time for ask the resistance
3: i've been wondering what are chlorians?
0: all right so yeah we usually put a call out for questions um middle of the week tuesday wednesday or so uh and um we farm through the replies but also anytime you want to send a question that you think would be cool for us to discuss on the show or you just want to get that cheap shout out yeah you want that cheap shout out sometimes look at you (laughs) want that cheap shout out just use a hashtag ask the resistance and we'll find it and we'll get you on the show uh, like these folks did so uh brian ward at brian e ward great artist brian's a good guy what's going on man hope you're doing well um Lacey, this one's going to you brian asked should Ewan wear the jedi robes in kenobi i think it would be cool if he didn't wear them for almost 20 years and put them on the morning he was going to meet luke in the desert I, i'm assuming he's meaning a new hope uh because he knew he was starting his uh, last jedi mission uh, that's an interesting very interesting question what do you think
2: Lacey? um hi brian how you doing hope you're well um thanks for your question i don't think Kenobi's going to wear the Jedi robes uh, during the time that he's on Tatooine. I think it's going to be a similar kind of parallel to Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi where he kind of put them away in a chest and maybe brought them out once in a while. But I can't say see him rocking them all the time for the whole time that he's there. Plus, it would be really cool to see a different costume on Ewan for the show. So I'm going to go with no, he won't wear them the whole time. But yes, he will wear them sometimes
0: all right do you think he'll still wear jedi looking tunic or do
1: you think he'll like he'll
0: yeah be a completely yeah like different... the crisscross
2: oh. top with okay the... yeah
0: yeah because
1: some people are like... i i actually heard i actually heard they're gonna get him in the same outfit uh scarlett johansson wears in black widow
2: i'd be okay with it
1: you could pull it off
2: i think <laughs> I, i'd be totally okay with a full yeah. leather suit sure yeah <laughs> it's like this with the full
1: leather like
0: stealth suit thing. they're like we need ratings everybody's
1: like
2: <laughs> what is happening?
0: <laughs> get get Ewan in leather. Pleather. Uh, all right. James, uh, Lauren Romo at Loro knows what's going on, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> James, would you like to see more Mortis-esque type stories told in Star Wars?
1: Lauren, you know I do. Absolutely. Um, so here's the thing is that, that with, with Mortis, I have often questioned, and I've thought about doing some sort of like bigger poll thing about like what is what's your big takeaway? Like what is the best arc in the clone wars? And I actually, I have a feeling that it, if actually pulled, I think Mortis might be the most common favorite story out of it. Um, and I think that, uh, when you expand those kinds of ideas of what the, what is possible with the force, whether it's like, uh, like a location specific type of a thing, um, rebels, broke into that too. And they created their own sort of like Mortis esque type story with, uh, the world between worlds. And it too has brought on that sense of wonderment and excitement that you get when you're like, what could this mean? What implications does this have for all the other stories? Like when we learn about those types of things within the force, they really make us reevaluate The whole galaxy and every story that we've ever done, like, oh, there are new possibilities now. Um, What does all this mean? So I think I think that Mortis esque type stories are those those times when you get to kind of sidetrack and kind of reinvent how we look at Star Wars as a whole. Um, So, yes, like, absolutely. I think we're going to get more of them and i like to see them. Nice. Right on
0: um if you had to pick one or the other you like uh world between worlds or mortis real quick <sighs> go to your head i
1: think mortis because i think there's too much time travel problems yeah. with the other one but i like that it <clears throat> is in a bubble all right um all right uh next
0: one uh alex Zukis at zubaka alex what's up man how's it going hope you're well bud um uh, one of our uh, commanders on uh, Patreon. What's going on, buddy? Um, what are the odds that Luke and Leia's legacy lightsabers get dug up from Tatooine? Maybe a future Star Wars movie where they get excavated. So I think 100%. I think when we get back to revisiting Rey's story, um, we're going to get hit with a teaser that they're going to uh, produce without us knowing. And we're going to see some ominous character summon the lightsabers out of the dirt and that's going to be the teaser to kick off the next trilogy whatever that ray's gonna uh gonna be involved in and i think that'd be a like wow moment but i think that's uh, that's my prediction like what, what they'll do so i i definitely think that's not the last time we've seen those lightsabers and i think it'd be a pretty cool thing for them to do um so uh, but I don't think it's gonna meet that old lady. I think it'll be a little more climactic than that. Um uh I disagree. I think it will be the only You think it'll be the only she <laughs> I just think like, it'll be just animal
2: with her. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. She
0: just starts digging them up and sells them. Um or she breaks them apart, sells them apart. Uh real quick, last question here from double C at Double underscore uh, C underscore twenty one. another patron of ours. What's going on, man? Uh what Star Wars have you guys dressed up uh for Halloween as a Star Wars creature character before? I've done Han Solo.
1: And Darth Vader. Uh, Me. Uh, I've done... I did uh, somewhat recently uh, uh, Luke on Digaba with a uh, Yoda, like a puppet. Oh, nice. Stuffed animal puppet Yoda on my back. And uh, I also did a Darth Vader costume where I was handing out candy. I actually have video of this. I tried to put it on YouTube, but they took it down because I put the Empire theme on there. (laughs) But I... I used fishing line to connect to my the lightsaber and I set it down on the ground and then like kids would come up and I pointed to it and they'd look look at it and reach down to pick it up and then I would yank it back and grab it and then like you know like stick it out, so it came out and stuff most impressive most impressive there you yeah go. um but uh <laughs> most kids did not care <laughs> like it's kind of a loser. I had like one kid that was like wow that's crazy that was so cool but, like every other kid was like one kid was like like, seriously? What What the heck? What was the point of that? Like, why did you just do that?
0: I got a toothbrush from that guy with the fishing line. Oh, yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lacey, Lacey, what about
1: you?
2: So it's kind of funny that you've done Han, you've done Luke, and I've done Leia before. Mm. Um, but yeah. I've also done Rey. I did, did, you did you do Rey Darth Vader? Oh, did- no, Ray. I did Ray, Ray. last year. Ray.
0: Uh, okay. mm. Mm. All right, that is it for the show today. Can I say something today? really quick?
2: Is that a yes? Nope, you pausing, that's it for the show. You pausing, is that a yes? Uh, just really quick for Alex. Alex, random shout out. You're the best. I'm so sorry. I have no more Jacked Fish stickers. <laughs> so oh, I wasn't oh. able to send you one. But people listening, if you want cool stickers like Jacked Fish, patreon.com slash broadcast. And maybe we'll have to bring it back for yeah, a future month.
0: Jacked Fish rules.
2: That was an early, hmm, early sorry, sticker. Sorry, Alex. I'm ar- I'm sorry.
0: Um. Yeah. So, um, we want to thank uh, everyone for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Make sure you do subscribe to the show YouTube, uh, Spotify. A lot of people have been joining us on Spotify. So awesome. So easy to get a episode up on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. In addition to the Mando Fan Show, uh, the staff, including myself, are doing written reviews of uh, the Mandalorian episodes over there, uh, among all the other stuff we do every day at Star Wars News. So go check us out there. Mando Fan Show will be back on Friday with Star Wars Explained, both Alex and Molly joining us to talk about Chapter 10. Uh, jewelrybrands.shop, we have to thank them. We had our giveaways that we announced uh, this past Friday on the Mando Fan Show. Uh, they've have so many great products. So head to that store and when you go to check out, uh use TRB as your promo code and get 10% off. They have such amazing stuff, including like Marvel, uh, stuff even beyond Star Wars. Uh and the new Mandalorian stuff they have is so cool. And of course, Baby Yoda's involved in all their products as well. Um and then if you want to get our stuff at Teespring, uh Teespring.com slash uh stores slash resistance broadcast. Um did we did we put out the new thing by now? <laughs>
1: Uh, i i don't know you must be talking about the mando fando mando Fancho season two logo shirt which is available now
0: that is available now and then you won't know what i'm talking about i guess until later but anyway secret um we will be back on thursday where we're gonna go do a Kessel run of the 12 worst character names in star wars so start thinking about that bring your list with us and we'll see you thursday morning right here on the resistance broadcast we'll see you around kids